You're listening to The Nerd Table, part of the CKCC Radio family of podcasts. Find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hello once again, everyone. Welcome to The Nerd Table. I am Chris, joined, of course, by Dan. Oh, that's me. That is you. Also, Eric. Hey. That might have been the loudest one yet. Yeah. <laughs> the question is, is, we're recording this right after 5 p.m., so we don't know what it is he actually opened. Well, you know, you're just going to have to take a guess. Is it a monster? Is it a beer? Is it a soda? It's both. Is it a monster beer? It is, is it a four loco? <laughs> oh, my God. Do you remember those? Did you remember have the original? Remember heart attack in a can that's why they should have fucking called it that's why they don't exist anymore because it was like oh yeah oh yeah this will kill you <laughs> would you like to die is that what you would like to do you don't you don't feel the alcohol because it's going right through you straight on in there <laughs> ease seriously opens your blood vessels up you puts the seen, alcohol right in there you ever seen a hyperactive drunk yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's kick off the show this week with some announcements. Next week is our 50th episode. We're going to do a special live recording. We're going to record it on video, video to YouTube, and we'll also release audio later on. So if you're not there for the live portion or you don't have the ability to watch the video portion you prefer doing the audio because you listen to us at work or whatever well we'll still release the audio at its scheduled time but if you'd like to watch live with us you can tune in next week at seven o'clock eastern standard time on friday the 30th so jot that down in your calendars seven a. you can join us live no, that we're not doing this on Eric time. <laughs> yeah, seven. Well, I mean, to be fair, we uh, so the Olympics just started, and uh, because they're in Japan, the opening ceremonies happened at seven a.m. this morning. Dan, when was the last time you saw seven a.m.? Like on a long road trip, like going to New York or coming back from New York. Gotcha. I mean, but it's not a regular even thing. that even that's been like four years at this point. It's 7 a.m. somewhere. It's also 5 p.m. somewhere. Yeah. It's Ain't that right? Clicky right fucking here. <laughs> 5 p.m. right here, brother. <laughs> um, I reached out to our wonderful patrons and our other podcast hosts and inquired about other shows I could do for Chris Ranks the Universe. Of course, I'm starting by doing TV shows, ranking the episodes per season from worst to best. And the popular running show of all the shows that I, I put like 15 shows that I'm a fan of and would be open to rewatching. And the winner right now is Futurama. So I might be going back and doing some Futurama rewatches. We'll be covering those on a future Chris Ranks the Universe. If anybody out there is a fan of Futurama and wants to Part of the roundtable discussion, you just need to ask, and maybe I will agree to let you on. 
Anybody out there Futurama fan at this table? Oh, come yeah. on now. Yes. <laughs> I, I know. I know. In fact, Dan has actually seen the entire series. I still haven't watched every episode. I know I'm missing a couple. I've seen most of them because I watched a significant portion of the newer episodes, but I know I haven't seen all of them. But those many essential years. Yeah, but the entire Fox run up from the pilot up until what was the the third movie called Wild Green Yonder? I believe was the or the fourth movie. Yeah. I've seen all four of the movies. So, yeah, Wild Green Yonder. I can confirm I've seen everything there. And then the start of the the uh, Comedy Central years, I've seen some of. And then it starts getting kind of iffy whether I've seen it until you get closer to the last season, which I have seen. Because I made I was a god. Yeah, you were doing a really good job, too, until they killed the killer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's speaking binary to me, but I only know enough binary to, to ask where to use the bathroom. It's like being at Disney. You speak English? I do now, my good chum. <laughs> it's a great show. There's one issue about doing this Chris Franks the Universe with Futurama. There is a huge discrepancy as to what episode goes with what season. Yeah, there's like, is are there seven long seasons or ten short seasons? Because Hulu has ten seasons. Wikipedia has seven. Uh, I believe IMDb might have something different as well. So I'm not entirely sure how to do this. And to be fair... Uh, part of when we're doing Super Sexy with The Simpsons show is I tell you when the show first aired, and there was a season three episode that aired two weeks before season four case came out. Yes, there was. Which was intentional, but... <laughs> so, that, I can understand how things can get uh, complicated. I'm just surprised that Greening and company just haven't officially done something, had an official statement or a DVD set. Well, puts a definitive thing on it. I mean, they had the volumes. That was the thing, right? But I think it's I think it specifically said volumes. Now, IMDb appears to agree with who because it lists 10 seasons. So here's how it works. On the DVD that I have, the first season has 13 episodes, right? It ends with Fry and the Slurm Factory. Yes. Is the end there. But but according to IMDb, uh, Flight to Remember, which is the Titanic episode, Mars University, the When Aliens Attack episode, and then the Slurm Factory are the first four episodes of season four. But if you also look at when these episodes were released, that actually makes sense because Hell is Other Robots aired on May 18th and then Flight to Remember aired September 26th. Fry and the Slurm Factory and I Second That Emotion are a week apart, which would have been the end of season one into season two. But that would be mid to late October by the time you got to those. 
Right. But with them being a week apart, but supposedly in different seasons, it makes more sense to keep them the way that they are. The other the other logical reasoning behind this is if I do it this way and follow the IMDb listing and the Hulu listing, then I get to do 10 episodes about Futurama instead of seven. So good news, everyone. I'll be covering some Futurama on a future Chris Ranks the episode. Chris Ranks the Universe. I said Chris Ranks the Episodes. Well, I'm going to do that. I mean, that is what you're doing on that episode, on that show. Exactly. The fun one's going to be season six, which is just the four movies, but they're all split into different parts. Yeah, it's like they knew what they were doing when they were like, if we make a movie that's like 80 minutes, we can turn that into three episodes. Yeah. We'll see how that works. Sell them to syndication. Maybe it'll work out. Maybe it won't. I don't know. Guess we'll find out. Uh, I would like to take a quick moment here to wish a happy birthday to my father-in-law, Shannon's dad. Today is his birthday as we record this. And he listens to us, by the way. He doesn't understand what we talk about sometimes. Which is which is fine because sometimes I don't understand what I'm talking about either. But he does listen to us. So happy birthday. Just say happy sir. birthday. Happy birthday. One of my favorite things was when he gave his toast at our wedding and he and he toast to me and says, I just want you to know that there are no take backs now. <laughs> There's no return policy. Oh, <laughs> uh. I'm like, hey, that's funny. And then my other buddy, Chris Decker, got up and toasted and said the Yankees blow. And he said that in front of my grandmother. Wow. Speaking of speaking of birthdays, this week, my grandmother turns 94. You imagine everything that she has seen. I mean, she may not remember it, but she was alive during the Great Depression. The rise of Hitler, World War Two. The rise of television, like, I mean, the moon landing and everything, all that crazy stuff. The how cars have evolved, how jobs have evolved, technologies evolved. It's really crazy to think about. She literally went from a time where. Like the highway, there was no highways. No, the interstate system wasn't in effect yet. Yeah. That was President Eisenhower, so that would have been... Route 66 and, like, Route 11 ruled the world, dude. Yeah, Eisenhower was the early 50s, right? Sound like that. And, and you know, we only got them because it's an efficient way to move troops. Correct. (laughs) So... Well, we got a, a lot of cool things because of military purposes. Unfortunately. Yeah, but I'm not arguing it. Oh yeah, no. Oh, maybe that's one of the argu- that's one of the arguments for giving the military money because we we we're trying to do a thing. We're trying to make it so soldiers can survive a couple hits in a battle and still be able to fight a little bit. And you come across all these other things. Like, we got Velcro because they were trying to come up with ways for astronauts to do stuff in space. We got Velcro. 
and all kinds of stuff from that, from all kinds of things like that. You ever had astronaut ice cream? Nope. It sounds... Apparently it sucks. Yeah, I don't like... Can't they just use normal ice cream? No! Good God. They have to, like, freeze-dry it or whatever? I was watching I was watching a Chris Hatfield video about being on the International Space Station, and he's like, so let me show you guys how we do snacks up here. Like, they, he, they eat uh, peanut butter and honey sandwiches and tortilla rolls as a snack, because if you use bread, you get crumbs everywhere, right? But tortilla rolls don't produce hardly produce any crumbs and peanut butter and honey aren't like messy condiments they're pretty they pretty much stick to whatever i'm like that actually doesn't sound that bad yeah i'll have to try that at some point i like watching those those videos of like they open a can of soda and it's just a blob of liquid oh that's so cool yeah or like <laughs> or like how they brush their teeth they just like they put like the little dab of water out there and then they just start utilizing it yeah 93% of the international space station water is recycled by the way yeah which means everything your spit your piss. sweat your piss you're drinking it all I mean we're doing that now we just don't think about it Yes. You know, like, astronauts have, like, this special underwear that can even break down you taking a shit in, in it. Yes, it can. Like, there's some like that. crazy shit up there going on. You could take oh. a full-on duker in there, and your freaking, the pants will take care of it. Well, there's a, there's a, the one thing I was seeing is, like, everybody believes that all this space food is, is kind of garbage, and some of it is, but like they still eat regular meals up there and like they'll actually have like regular meal time and they'll get care packages sent to them from their families. And the one I mean, the one guy was like freaking out because somebody sent them like fresh apples. He's like, I haven't had an apple or it was like it was apples or oranges or something. He like takes one, just takes a huge bite out of it right away. He's like, oh, this is so good. Like you think about all the stuff that you miss up there when you're on the ISS. Have you ever seen the ISS pass over your house? No. So my father tracks the tracks the space station. He has an app that tracks it. And when we happened to be at their house the other day, it went over the house and we got to watch it. It just it looks like a really bright ass star. It's like as bright as any other star in the sky or like even as but bright as Venus. Moving. <laughs> but it moves super fast. It just darts across the sky and it does it at kind of like a Kind of like a zigzaggy type angle. It's really cool to watch. And like we're watching it from my parents' house, which is in northern New Jersey. But the actual space station was passing over like Virginia. But it didn't matter because of how high up it is. You can still see it. Right. Uh, It was so cool to watch just to know that like, yeah, that bright object up there. There's people on that thing right now. Do you ever see the picture? It was a. it's like a picture taken. It's of Earth, but out like by Neptune, like looking back at Earth. It's this tiny little blue dot in the sliver of space. And it's like literally everything you have ever known is right there in that tiny, insignificant dot. Everything you have ever known is there. Every person who ever existed, every philosophical thought all right here on this tiny little speck in this one picture. Space, the final frontier. 
face and the then you run into the end of it here. and a monkey starts throwing barrels at you space 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 gotta go to space <laughs> <laughs> that's wild man to really think space about. is so space stuff is so crazy when you actually like analyze it I can remember somebody was like, let's put let's put this stuff to scale, right? Like, okay, this tiny little bead right here is our solar system. And you want to know how far away it would be to get to the next star? Well, we need to put this little bead like four miles down the road. I'm like, oh, that hurts. <laughs> but yeah, space is big. Space is big and atoms are small. And that's what's insane about it. like. I watched this video. This is what the nerd table is all about, people. Like, this is nerd stuff, right? Dude, I watched this video. It was it was a Neil deGrasse Tyson video, and he goes, let me put this to perspective how small atoms are. He, go, he holds up a cup of water. He goes, there are more atoms in this glass of water than there are glasses of water in the ocean. Like, how much does that boggle your mind to hear that? Well... Here's the funny thing about size and stuff in the universe. Like, infinite works both ways. I feel like it can be infinitely big and infinitely small. Because if you really think about it, how many, like, between one inch and two inch, you can have an infinite amount of numbers. Because all you mm-hmm. do is just keep adding numbers past that decimal, and that number keeps getting mm-hmm. smaller and smaller and smaller. If you if you if you put one point nine nine right, and you keep adding nines to it, you're making the number bigger and ever so closer to two without ever reaching two. Yep, and you can do that infinitely. Ugh, puggles my mind. But it's it's real. It's freaking numbers. You know what's bullshit about numbers? There's only ten of them, <laughs> and and yet they fuck with you so bad because they can combine infinite possibilities out of those ten little things. Meanwhile, there's twenty six letters, but that's it. You're not doing anything else with that. I mean, you combine them, but that's just to make words. <laughs> exactly. But you can't make an infinite word. There's no such thing. You can stop with words. You can't. Well, I saw someone say the infinite word to die and they wouldn't even finish. Uh, Yeah, exactly. You can't even speak the word. You can't write the word. You can't write the number. I mean, it exists, but you can't write it. No, because you'd be writing it forever. Yeah, just like if you uh, like... Uh, what was it? One of the earlier computers, if you asked it to like repeat pi, it would just shut down. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about Windows 95? Oh, Windows 95 suck balls. But yeah. <laughs> that sounds like something Windows 95 would do. That sounds like something Windows 10 would do when it was first being rolled out. You remember how crappy Windows 10 was when it first started? Oh, yeah. Dude, funny thing. Like, it's great now, but oh, my God. I I can't remember if it was Windows NT or Windows 95, and I'm pretty sure it's 95. But you can set it 
to completely self-destruct your computer. You can make it so um, each hard drive, right, it spins at a certain RPM. Like the top end performance ones spin at 10,000 RPMs. But most of the time, it's about 5,000 to 7,500. But you can actually go in there and set it to be like, oh, no, this particular hard drive spins at like a million RPMs. And it will fucking try to do it and completely destroy the computer. Because it will literally just break apart. The hard drive will break apart and smash everything inside. That used to be a thing hackers could do. Literally reach your computer, tell your computer to spin this hard drive at a certain speed and completely destroy everything that's inside. I have a question. Sure. Do you know this because you've done it? I mean, come on. We're just having a good time here. (laughs) (laughs) Is there... I learned you know, of it and I tried it uh, once I because fi- I went, no, there's no fucking way. And then I did it and destroyed. And I was just like, I don't know what happened to our computer, dad. Let's buy another one. <laughs> That's awesome. Does your dad listen to this? I hope he does. Mm, I don't know. He might. <laughs> well, you might find out when you uh, check your after this episode goes yeah. up. Hey, Eric, so about that computer, it turns out that, like, you breaking that computer negatively affected his life somehow, and he's been sitting on this for years, and now he's, you've brought back horrible memories and given him post-traumatic stress disorder. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. (laughs) Sorry, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) So. I'm just thinking about, I'm like, yeah, that sounds like something Eric would have tried. And then, and then it turns out I was right. Yeah. My friend told me about it and, um, he was big on building computers at the time. And I was like, it just sounded fake. So I had to try it. It wasn't fake. (laughs) Ah, that's awesome. Well, I've completely lost my train of thought of where we're going with that conversation. So let's move on. Infinitely small. You can do things with computers. (laughs) That's my. Uh, Let's let's do another quick announcement here. I am launching my game channel. I'd like to thank the patrons of patron.com slash club kayfabe who are funding this venture. Because in order to successfully use Restream, I have to use a subscription service. So I'm using our monthly patron money to fund my gaming habit. Wait, what? So thank you, guys. What do you have to pay monthly? Restream. If I want to stream to my Facebook page, you have to actually pay for the subscription. I could stream to my private profile, but to stream to a public page costed some money but it's a cancel anytime so if i decide i don't want to do it i won't but in order to get my viewership numbers up and move them all to twitch i have to do it this way oh okay so i don't mind doing it like that the video melee gaming emporium one of my goals is to play every single nes and super nes game ever made on a stream at least once my first stream played 10 classic nes games in release order, 
and I'm going to be playing a little NES golf the next time I bring you a live stream, which by the time you're listening to this episode, I may have already done that. So, yay. But uh, with my new work schedule, letting me be home every night at the absolute latest by six o'clock so I can have dinner and do all that stuff and, and settle in, I might be able to get a couple of one hour streams going maybe two or three times a week. So you'll be able to see some more stuff from me. And I'm looking forward to that. Also, Dan streams too. twitch.tv slash CKCC online. Please subscribe and please watch the streams when they happen. We're very close to becoming affiliated. And if we get affiliated, we can make a profit. And if we can make a profit, we can continue to keep this show free for you. That's what you guys want, right? Free stuff. Free stuff. Just subscribe for free stuff. There you go. I made free is like my there. second favorite price. Right. Ooh. What's the what's your first favorite price? My favorite price is you pay me. Technically, that's not a price. You pay me to get off your hands. I mean, well, I mean, anytime, anytime you make money it's, is all I can. I'm doing you a service. Whoa, 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 whoa. You want to clean my car? No, thank you, sir. Not unless you give me money, too. <laughs> there probably are people out there that are like that. They're, yeah. They will pay you to let that let you let them do stuff. Those people are called millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> also, we are recording this episode on July the 23rd is when we are recording this episode. You guys might be listening to this on July the 25th. But from the day we are recording this episode, there are 100 days left until Halloween. It's the Halloween Which... countdown. Oh, thank you. I was actually. <laughs> if I had considered if I considered I could have queued that up and actually just had it had it blasting. I bet you there's like a spooky version of that theme out there somewhere that probably track down uh yes the halloween countdown i've uh, plans this year tentatively to go to eastern state penitentiary for the first time oh i am so excited about that they do like a tour or something yeah it's uh there's the haunted portion and then there's an actual tour of the asylum itself or well it's penitentiary uh, Penhurst was an asylum. This is a penitentiary. Different, different things, but still very, very haunted and very, very creepy. So turn it into an actual Halloween attraction and then let people see the spooky stuff, too. I think that stuff's pretty cool. I wouldn't mind doing something like that. Uh, the last time I did anything fun was, I mean, down in Florida for Halloween Horror Nights. And that was... 2018 <laughs> the last time I did anything fun like geez man you haven't had fun in three years <laughs> uh, anything fun for Halloween or Halloween related is 2018 the last time I did anything fun was 2019 <laughs> <laughs> that other year just never happened yeah 
fucking 2020 didn't exist. Dude, I don't think I've done anything Halloween related since 2001. I was trying to do something. Whether or not it was fun or not, that's up to interpretation. <laughs> well, I will. Every year I, I have a goal. I'm like, I'm going to do something involving either a Halloween attraction or something involving candy or something involving costumes. Like if you attend a costume party or something, right? Like I'm doing something for Halloween. Somehow, some way, I'm doing something. I feel like my goal is to get my friend to just just say, dude, you know what we're doing can get us arrested, right? Just just, just that little like slim chance. If we get caught, we're probably going to jail. You know what I mean? I don't no. know, Eric. <laughs> I ha- It's like I haven't been friends with you for <laughs> over 10 years now. I mean, I know what you mean, but I do not follow. You know, actually, Eric, we're approaching 10 full years of friendship this year. Yeah, I know. Because this is because this would have been 10 years since I returned to Disney and worked at Interventions. And that's when I met you. What a great. Because we were we were buds before the new year. Oh, yes. We. uh, Oh, my God. What a great time. I have said this before and I stand by this. If I could continue to work at Disney, right, without dealing with the BS of Florida and with better pay, like pay equivalent to what I make now, which is not anywhere close to what I was making there, I would probably still be there because I genuinely liked that place. So if we could change everything about Disney World, you would still work there. If I could move it to a place with four seasons and also and it, get paid better. No, I would still I would far. still do like a bunch. I would Georgia. still do the. Yeah, well, yeah, it was here, right? Mm. It has to be warm enough to stay open all year, but not so miserably hot. There has to be some form of a break that. Well, there goes the issue is like, because it's almost immediate where, well, if you don't want to deal with 90 plus, then that's when you have to deal with shutting down for at least two weeks a year because of snow. I mean, we could always do uh, you could always move it to like upper Texas, you know? No, <laughs> no, God, no. What the freaking Badlands? Yeah, <laughs> no. Move it to Upper Texas, and then people will actually die at the place because of a random tornado. Well, tornadoes can hit Disney World, actually. Florida statistically gets the most. It's just that it probably wouldn't wipe anything out. It would just be an inconvenience. Yeah, it's like how I've I've lived in two high um, earthquake places, but, like, none of them are really bad. And I've, I've apparently been in the middle of two, and I've never felt anything either time. So... Yep, I was in an earthquake. Uh, I heard a loud rumble. I looked around and said, what the hell was that? And realized it was an it was a two point something. And I was like, oh, but it just I it just I heard a rumble. I felt nothing. I just heard a rumble. And then, yeah, it was that was it. That was the earthquake. That was the entire earthquake. Jeez, no natural disasters for me outside of hurricanes and tornadoes. 
So well, you mean outside the ones that are just instant death? Yeah. <laughs> See, that's just it, right? Like, I've been in an earthquake. I've physically seen a tornado. But I actually have I've ran been. away from a hurricane. I've actually never been in a hurricane. When I lived there, we only ever got tropical storms when they would hit us. We never, I was never there for a full-blown hurricane. We were on a vacation in the Outer Banks. This is when I was still in high school. We were uh, living, living in New York still. Uh, we were on a vacation in the Outer Banks, and they're like, yeah, everyone has to leave. And that's why you always get the insurance, because they paid for everything, including every hotel and restaurant until we got home. That's awesome. Get the insurance. Felix, yes. So. Uh, Red Lobster, please. <laughs> well, we didn't. We didn't know what they were going to cover. Like we had heard that they'll cover stuff, but we figured they'd probably only cover like the first night dinner and hotel, because that would just get us. Because that'd be enough time to just get us out of the way of the hurricane. And they're like, nope, we paid for a week's worth of everything. And we're like, holy shit. Damn. You know who could have need that? New Orleans. But hey. Well, they should have paid that. They should have gotten the insurance. The okay. insurance. Yeah. Which I imagine the rates are high because that's the city is below sea level. So. Yeah. Right. Also, I got like awful things happen. But when you live right next to the sea and you're below sea level, shit's going to happen and it's going to be bad. Yeah, this kind of correlates to I was watching this great video. You know how there you've heard of the uh, Yellowstone super volcano, right? Yeah, the one that and yeah, one happen- Yellowstone. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what's going to happen if it ever erupts? Yeah, we all die. <laughs> yes. Yeah. An, an entire state is a volcano. So. And it's here's not Jersey or Rhode Island either. Well, so here's the thing. That volcano can't actually erupt and cause anything the way that uh, we would think it would. There, I was watching science videos with volcano experts who have studied it, and they're like, so yeah, A, this thing's not going to burst, and even if something were to happen, like, it'll, it would, A, it would never be as big as what they're predicting because it just can't. There's a whole explanation as to why I can't remember because there was a lot of anything to do with because there's like a million holes that are letting out stuff all the time. Well, that had did have something to do with it. But the other thing was like they always predict that like it's going to erupt one day with no warning. And they're like, yeah, no, you would literally have like a month and a half worth of warnings (laughs) like before anything catastrophic were to even remotely happen. So because, yeah, it's like as I've been there and. It's, yeah, it's, like, everywhere. Like, Old Faithful is the big geyser, but there's little geysers. Yeah, there's geysers everywhere, right? Yeah, There's pools of acidic and alkaline water everywhere. There's all kinds of outposts. And the the coolest thing about, if you go to Old Faithful, there's, like, elk all around it because it's nice and warm right there. That is really cool. Isn't that the thing that Old Faithful, like, it's the biggest, but it also has the most eruptions? Which is why it's called Old Faithful. Yeah, because if you would... if you hang out there for a half hour, you'll see at least three to five. Ah, oh, that's see, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so you get you're getting you're getting plenty of show for a short period of time. 
But we like hung out for like an hour, so it's worth hanging out there for a while. That was like when we saw the Grand Canyon. Like it's so freaking beautiful, but you can literally be done with it in just a couple hours. Like the entire, unless you actually want to like hike the canyon. Fuck that. Now you want a day if you're going to Yellowstone. You're gonna need the day because the bison might just make you take the whole day. Because <laughs> no, remember, no, I want to spend time in Yellowstone. That's that's the thing because uh, yeah, we made these nice roads for people to drive on. Well, guess what? The animals like love it, it too. too because it's a nice, flat, straight line for them to go wherever they want. This episode has been a lot of great throwbacks so far. And hey, just so you guys know, if anybody out there ever wants to take a trip to Yellowstone before it blows up, you can contact our friend of the show, Emerson A. Cotton, through EC Travel. Get this, guys. This sponsor of the Nerd Table, helping keep CKCC Radio free for all of you, by the way. If you don't have time to plan your trip, call Mr. Cotton. He'll do it for you. He can get you great deals. He can get you discounts. And he thoroughly enjoys doing it for you. Unlike those other websites like Travelocity and Expedia, he'll help you the whole way. You've got the hands-on approach. And you don't pay anything to him because he works on commission. So go to emersoncotton.intellitravel.com. Link in the description of this episode. Mention CKCC Radio that we sent you there. And you could get a voucher for a three-day, two-night getaway. You can't beat that, guys. Where would would you use it to go to Yellowstone? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, it's I would. Great. And if you're over there, just just like take a day, bebop over, and go check out the uh, um, Mount Rushmore and stuff. And there's also the the. Um... I have a week. I have a plan. Actually, I, I've actually mapped this trip out. This would be able to knock off four more states for me. Five for her. I've already been to Colorado, but Colorado's on the agenda. But I've I've actually mapped out this vacation before. We would fly into Denver. We would do stuff in Denver. We would, you know, do Pikes Peak and everything and drive out to Salt Lake City. Drive up through Idaho. I don't remember the name of the park, but there's like two big national parks we could check out to knock Idaho off the list. And then you come in on the Idaho side through Yellowstone. Drive up through Yellowstone into Montana, go to Big Sky, and then end the trip in Bozeman. And that's where we would fly home. That's on the agenda for the two of us. The only thing preventing it is time and money. Well, and COVID also happened. Good thing is once you get off the plane, you'll be you should probably be okay for the most part with that kind of a trip. But that's once you get out the plane. Well, yeah, I'm not a big nature guy. Like I, I want, I want to go to like these big cities like Tokyo and whatnot. Well, that's my other big trip plan in mind. That's why I'm looking into taking classes to learn me some Japanese. I want to go to Japan. We should take a CKCC radio vacation to Japan. We do a live broadcast from Japan. And we can do it so it's like 4 a.m. for everybody here. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's like we talked about earlier, that the opening ceremonies were at 7 a.m. 
Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, you want to listen to us live? You better wake your asses up or stay up all night. I, we'll give you an I incentive they, like, if you actually dislike the tourists. I, I hear like Japan just like are annoyed that we we go there. <laughs> they they're excited mm-hmm. when we're actually mm-hmm. very interested in their culture, but then they're like really annoyed that we like do American things. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> I I can actually understand that. You mean American things like take their women? Wow. Yes, that that is a thing <laughs> that that we do. I don't nah, know, just a uh, like the whole eating around um eating while walking apparently was is like a was a rude thing at one point until till hamburgers or cheeseburgers made it its way over there in like the 80s. If you really think about it, that's fucking wild that it took that long. I haven't really heard some of that stuff, but well, there's also like the very European idea of like dinner is like the whole night. Yeah. It was a thing when my father had to had to go to Germany for his job. And it's you go in at seven o'clock and you leave at ten. And that's how long dinner takes, because that's what they do. Seven to ten? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like all night. It's like it's it's what you do that night is you go out to dinner. <laughs> There's no dinner in a movie because there ain't no time for a movie. What are you talking about? You can watch an entire episode of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> episode. You know what I meant. Movie. We're going to review that on a special Nerd Table patron show next week for our wonderful patrons. We're going to review the extended editions of Lord of the Rings, talk about all the different in them and whether they still hold up today. I've got some thoughts and opinions on the matter. I have a strong feeling it's going to hold up. There's a couple of times where it looks a little janky so far. but It's funny because... You go back if you try to go back and watch Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, and you see that troll in the dungeon. You're just like, "This is awful. This is just freaking awful." That troll is so horribly CGI. And then you go back and watch Jurassic Park, and you're like, "That dinosaur is 100% real." Right there. It was. (laughs) Yeah. Because the CGI is mixed with practical effects. And the practical effects were so brand new that while they couldn't stay at rest, so they would move on their own sometimes. Oh, yeah. The T-Rex would just start jittering and come to life. Mm Mm-hmm. Scare the crap out of people. (laughs) Ah, that would be a great Halloween prank. T-Rex is alive. Didn't they do that at Universal? Have like that one T-Rex that just moves every once in a while to scare people? Yeah. It, it, yeah, I think they do. So there was a store in the circus theater called Switzes. And it was kind of like a catch-all store. But during Halloween time, the entire store transformed into all Halloween stuff. 
and there would be a humongous section right at the front door of all these animatronics and stuff, and they would they would have play songs and they would dance around. But beware, because the Dracula was an actual person, and he would periodically jump at you. Ah, oh, that's so awesome. So he would just, you know, dance like a robot in a vampire pose, and then all of a sudden he'd just go, ah! <laughs> and you could be anywhere in the store, and you would hear kids and girls scream every- periodically. Shit ruled. That store was awesome, and it closed down. It's like 25 years ago. It sucks. This was the best. And it completely transformed for Christmas as well. Awesome. I saw something. It was a it was an old abandoned church. It was being turned into a spirit Halloween. Oh, just like there's some there's a joke to be made there. My old Toys R Us became a spirit Halloween. Oh yeah? My old Toys R Us just abandoned, as far as I know. Actually, it wasn't the Toys R Us, it was the Babies R Us, but it's the same thing. I don't remember what actually became of the Toys R Us. So, I I, I can tell you guys this story real quick, because this isn't going to spoil anything, because my four-year-old nephew does not listen to the show. But uh, his birthday's coming up, and I asked my sister, what does he want? And she said, get him anything Ninja Turtles, because he loves the Ninja Turtles now. And they have nothing. They have nothing Ninja Turtle related. So I'm like, well, that's easy, right? So we go to the store and he loves cars. He's got tons and tons of like Hot Wheels and Matchbox cars. Like he's got he's got tons of them. He loves his cars. They've got like the big toy track and everything. The one that you can disassemble and rebuild and make it anything that you want. So you can push the cars around. You know, you got like the hills and everything. And I think we all had something like that when we were kids, right? He loves that thing. So they have monster trucks all themed to the Ninja Turtles. Except we had to go to three different targets to find the last turtle. So you got a one in four shot of getting this right. And I'm going to give each one a guess. Which turtle do you think was the one that was so in demand it took us three targets to complete the set? Well, traditionally, that would be Michelangelo. Yeah, I would have said the same. So but I'm going to guess it wasn't Michelangelo because that would subvert expectations. But well, I have to think. You said four, right? Four years old. And I don't know anything about the new Ninja Turtles. So I'm going to guess Leonardo because of the Katanas. Okay. Good guess. Okay. So Eric says Leonardo. Dan, do you have a final answer? Mikey? I'm going to say Although, Raphael. Deep down in my heart, I want it to be Donatello because I'm, I'm a Donatello fan. All right, now you guys have said all four damn turtles, all right? <laughs> I was a Donatello. <laughs> no, you can't go with all four damn turtles. Jesus Christ. No, it's not how this works. I know, Honestly, Raphael, I but with the caveat that it should be, it, traditionally, it would most definitely be Michelangelo. So Michelangelo was the one that was the most plentiful. <laughs> all because they knew people would want it. Uh, you are actually correct, Dan. It was Raphael. It was Raphael. And here's the kicker, right? We first got the idea to get turtle-themed monster trucks because we were at Barnes & Noble. We were getting books for my niece. And I was like, well, we're here. Let's check the toy section. And they had, like, 
a monster truck type two pack. And it was Leonardo and Michelangelo was the two pack. Or it might have been Donatello and Michelangelo. And then they didn't have the other two pack. So not only did we get screwed there, but when we got to the store and found monster trucks individually packaged, we were still missing Raphael. So no matter how we did this, Raphael was the missing turtle. But we are successful. He's getting all four of them. And here's the other thing, because I was like, oh, well, if we can't find it, we'll just find it online. <laughs> you can't. That's a discontinued toy. <laughs> so <laughs> I just, so I just you can you. find it. But a $20 monster truck is now Correct. $20. <laughs> Correct. The five the five dollar toy was twenty five dollars online. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know about that life because of board games and things would get just not printed anymore. And a game and a board game uh, little expansion pack that should be less than twenty dollars is now two hundred dollars. Yeah. So I remember after uh, after Cinemassacre did the review of Fireball Island, I was like, I wonder how much that game actually costs online. And uh, I'm like, nope. Uh, we're not doing the hundred forty dollars. They even had like a, a reissue, a new version come out in the last ten years, and it's still. See, you're much nicer than I, because I probably would have just gave him a, like a rat or something covered in ooze, and like, here, he'll train you. Oh my god, <laughs> Eric, and do you probably, have siblings? It probably wouldn't have been a rat either. It probably would have been a gerbil, but no, I do. I do. Well, yes, I got two brothers, two sisters, but they're older than me. Do they have kids? Yes. Okay. Go terrorize your own nieces and nephews. <laughs> Leave mine alone. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you can't even get you can't even get the right animal. You go gerbil. I just, I'm just like, yeah. Jeez. You're close oh, enough. You, you can just drive to New York, get it yourself a New York rat, and there you go. So yeah, God. <laughs> it comes with pizza and everything. It's fucking ready to go, man. At that I point, it's a possum. <laughs> that's a that's a freaking possum. At that point, you've seen you've seen actual New York rats, right? They really are huge. They they yeah, they're fucking. They're very healthy. <laughs> we were uh, we were leaving a show at Madison Square Garden and saw an authentic New York cockroach. Just. Chilling by the bus station. I was like, that's awesome. Authentic cockroach. Those things are uh, immortal, man. Immortal. <laughs> Cockroaches are immortal. Dude, this has been oh my god, this has been a really fun conversation. But I wanna I want before we get too insane and out of control here, I wanna shift the focus back towards our wonderful group. I put a Q&A up in the group and I asked the ultimate question. I said, I want you to give us questions about fictional characters. And yes, I'm doing the James Allen no strike back characters. Yes, this, this would have been much better for a webcam show. Fictional characters. Am I getting through to you? So I said, ask us questions about our about our opinions on fictional characters. Do you guys have a favorite fictional character because I know who mine actually is in all of fiction I actually have figured it out 
And it's not really a surprise. It's not Homer. It's not Harley Quinn. My mother is quite non-fictional. Thank you. I don't. I don't agree. I don't think she exists. I just realized how actually horrible that question, that comment could have been, depending on your situation with your mother. Like, could be a genuine horrifying thing to. Jesus, and that's the that's how this episode ends. <laughs> oh no no no! I don't, you would never let the episode end like that. No, I have no okay. idea who my favorite fictional character would be. Randy Marsh. The answer is Randy Marsh. I knew that you were going to fucking say Randy Marsh. <laughs> I knew it. Randy I can't. Marsh is the most interesting and hilarious person in South Park. <laughs> Changed my mind. He really is. You know what? Y'all can have. Y'all can have Cartman. Y'all can have Towley. Y'all can have Butters. I'm not saying those aren't good characters. You're the worst character ever, Tally. But Randy Marsh is the greatest fictional character of all time. I agree with you because anytime there's an episode that has Randy in it, it's gold. He's gold. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought this was America. <laughs> oh, shit. Throw down. I am so startled right now. <laughs> I remember we would just walk around at a. This happened. This happened a lot at Universal when I was surrounded by better South Park fans because, unfortunately, Interventions didn't have the best clientele to, or the best clientele, but the best. Uh, we worked with a lot of older folks, so South Park references were lost on a lot of people there. But like, I would, we would just walk around at some of like some of the production people I worked with at Universal, I just randomly... Stan! Stan! (laughs) Jeez. I don't know, man. Like, I'm really thinking about this. Because it, like, is it somebody that I want to hang out with? Somebody that I could just ask and learn from? Or, like... I know, it's a tough question, right? Or do you just love everything that they've been in, that you've read, seen, well, heard? Why don't we get to our questions here and see if we can answer that as we, we plow through these. All right. Our first question comes from Hannah. Hey, Hannah. I miss We miss playing Among Us with Hannah. Yeah. She would just be like, does anybody know where Eric's body is? And meanwhile... You're you're in ghost chat going, you know where it is. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You put me behind the dumpster. <laughs> Her question is, what fictional character do you feel you are most similar to and why? Oh, so Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Like <laughs> fucking Paul Rudd, right? Like I'm, I'm useful, but only in very certain situations. <laughs> Like it has to be a very specific situation, and and then he's not gonna be able to like get away with shit. But he thinks he can get away with shit. So I've been to in that. jail several times. I mean, Paul Rudd is like the best everyman actor. Yeah, I relate. Including to super that. secret superhuman jail. 
Listen, like, I want to say that it'd be Deadpool, but deep down, I know it's fucking Ant-Man. Like, I want to be Deadpool, but I, it comes across as Ant-Man. So here's the thing. is I don't think I'd be a hero. Because I'm a fat piece of shit. But who's most like you then, Dan? I have no idea. Hmm. Could be interesting. Who's funny but does nothing? <laughs> Davis. That's not a fictional character, though. Well, I mean, it's, I believe his real name is actually David, so he is a character. He is playing a character during Dan Davis? House's videos. Yeah. <laughs> there's like there's like seven people listening to this that will actually know who Davis is without me giving context. <laughs> uh, independent pro wrestler Dan Housen, who plays a huge gimmick of just being just a wacky character. Indeed, he's a he's a comedic horror character. And he does videos on YouTube on his the channel's called Love That Danhausen. And you know, he does he speaks in the third person, he does he unboxes toys, he does movie reviews without ever actually And there's a guy that assists him. He's a larger gentleman who kind of looks like Dan actually, and he's like the straight laced he's like the straight laced guy in the thing, but he's also really funny because he's trying to put Danhausen on the path to making sense. And there's just Davis, and then there's Camera Boy Nick, who does the but, movie reviews with him. But you don't actually. Oh yeah, well you don't. You don't see Camera Boy Nick as much. Uh, I've often thought about that. Like, is if there's ever been like a character that I personally related to, and I've never really found one that I can confirm. When we talk about we're white men, we should be able to go to feel every single character that's ever been created. <laughs> but I will tell you a character I did feel a personal connection with, and I guess that would be my answer by default. And oh, that would I be Doctor. Jesus Christ! No. <laughs> all right, all right. Go ahead. Who are you saying, Doctor? No. Doctor Strange. No. Doctor Evil. <laughs> you cut me off a doctor, so now that opens up so many possibilities. Yes, Doctor Evil, <laughs> Doctor Octavius. <laughs> All right, who who Good are we talking God. about? You're not even you're not even in the same universe. <laughs> Doctor Leonard Hofstadter on The Big Bang Theory. Oh, okay. See, here's why. Here's why. Well, here's actually why I relate to to Leonard. Now, I wasn't I wasn't you know a child prodigy or anything like that, but I was for a while. I was part of the social outcast group in my high school. We didn't really fit in with other people except the people that, you know, the people like us that we were drawn to with similar interests and everything. We weren't geniuses, but I mean, we didn't really have like genius type kids like that in my high school because that's that's just it's actually an uncommon thing. That's not even putting down like your local high school or anything. Child prodigies are rare like that. Like they stand out when you have them. We didn't have anything like that. And like. I related to him because. I did OK with the ladies, like better than people expected me to. And that's actually a compliment I used to get that I don't see as a compliment, but people treat it as such. It's actually somewhat insulting. Like I, I've heard this quite a bit about my wife. There you know, your wife is a lot prettier than I would expect someone like you to have. I'm like, cool, thanks. Wow. So they're like, they're like, no, that's a compliment. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's 
absolutely not. But that's I would relate to stuff like that. And I was definitely I would definitely try too hard like Leonard does. And occasionally make the situation worse like Leonard would do. But I was also the most normal one of my social group. Even objectively, I was definitely. In fact, there was there was a there was one thing that everybody thought was really funny was when it came time to like figure out who was who in the social. Nobody could group me. I wasn't the strongest. I wasn't the smartest. I wasn't the fastest. I wasn't the weakest. I wasn't the stupidest. I was the average. I was the normal guy. So really, you're actually uh, Corey from Boy Meets World. I don't watch Boy Meets World, but I have a There's feeling the, you're he has probably a whole correct. existential crisis about how he's so fucking average. And he's like, "What's your favorite?" And they're like, they gave him like the test, and like, "What's your favorite ice cream?" Vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> and well, vanilla is a good fucking flavor. What's wrong with vanilla? <laughs> vanilla is a versatile flavor. Yeah, vanilla is good when you're doing other stuff, right? But like, is it straight up just an ice cream? I'll eat straight up vanilla. Yeah. Hell yeah, I will. You guys are basic bitches. If you were girls, you'd be loving some pumpkin spice. You'd be looking forward to it. It's two months away. You could smell it. I can't smell it. I can't wait for the fucking pumpkin spice. Can I tell you that the smell of vanilla ice cream is amazing, by the way? Yes. You know why, right? Because we're basic ass bitches. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so, what? Uh, what, well, one of the reasons why uh, why Hannah said this is because she didn't have an answer to this herself and wanted to see if anybody else did. She said maybe she'd come up with a good one by Friday. Uh, according to this thread, she did not. But uh, Brian Leon answered the question because that's the thing, right? When I ask the question, I encourage people to answer the questions, too, so we can discuss it. And he said there was that thing going on. Remember the whole which three fictional characters are you? And Brian's three were Bruce Banner, Nathan Explosion and Snorlax. And that's awesome. I can relate to Snorlax. We could all relate to Snorlax. We all just want to sleep in the middle of a road and cause people to go around a different route. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nah, bitch. I'm sleeping right here. <laughs> when 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 Shannon did that one, which three fictional characters are you? She ended up with the best combination, and it's so perfect that like it, it's it's scary how perfect it was. And her three were Penny, Amy, Bernadette, and it's the damn truth. She is all three of those characters in one. She absolutely is. She has her basic bitch interests. She's sarcastic as hell. And she's quirky. I have a type, I think. We all do, man. <laughs> yeah, your type is, is the is the archetype of the three basic archetypes of women put together. <laughs> Basically. Hannah said when she... When when she did that one, her friends gave her the three Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> so there you go. So Hannah is Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup. Wow. Again, that's another one where those three personalities clash. But I mean, I I could actually see that with Hannah. I think playing Among Us with Hannah, I've gotten all three of them. Yeah. 
So we're just learning that women are just uh, got uh, multiple personality. All rolled up into one. It's uh, you wake up, you spin the wheel to see which version uh, they are today. And then the man spins the wheel to guess which one it is, and he's wrong every time. Well, yeah. It's just like and then you sp- it's like spinning spin the wheel, wheel to see where she wants to eat. Oh God! It's like spinning a wheel <laughs> of fortune, right? But like every every spot is the bankrupt spot except for one. But you can't land on it because there's like some sort of magnet or some stupid shit there. Well, damn. I'm just saying. And then the go out to eat thing. There's a trick to that. You start driving, then you make them guess where you're going out to eat, and then that's where you go. Yep. That is it. Yep. Where are we going? Well, why don't you guess? Uh, That wouldn't work for me, because depending on which direction I start going in, she'd be able to figure it out. Well, no, you don't actually have anything in mind. You just wait for that person, like, wait for them to say something, because that's where they really want to go to eat. If you ask them, they'll be like, "I I don't know. But if you're just like, guess where we're going, whatever they say, that's what they want. I'll let you know how that turns out. I'll use that this weekend. So, yeah, so Chris starts driving east and he gets to Jersey before she asks. (laughs) That would happen. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's do less less characters that we're like and characters that we want to see from patron Brian Leon. What Marvel character would you most like to see pop up in a future MCU project that has not already been introduced? I mean, we're talking X-Men. Obviously. Have we gotten a good Gambit yet? That's I was literally going to say Gambit. We've had one movie Gambit showed up in X-Men Origins, and it was not great. All right, that's my answer. My answer is Gambit. Give me some Gambit, and then we're good. Of course, there's that ongoing thing about them with the Channing, Channing Tatum Gambit movie, which, you remember, was supposed to come out, like, 2016 or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll be like, this was to come out in October, and I'm like, they haven't even started filming. <laughs> uh, Brian's answers were Franklin Richards. And Boar, father of Odin. So, yeah, so uh, Franklin Richards, it's going to be a while. Because uh, we have to get yeah. the Fantastic Four first before they get them fucking and having kids. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, they could always just WandaVision that thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> they always had kids. All right, here's a fun one from patron and fellow podcast host and published author Jeff Trelowitz. Is there a television character everyone loves that you just can't stand? Any popular characters out there that you're just like, dude, no, I can't do this. Um... Yes, but I think I'm not supposed to like that person anyway. Okay. Does it like turn the show off heat? 
are we talking? Because I've never had that. Well, Jeff's response was he's a big fan of Big Bang Theory, but he can't stand Sheldon. Which, which I can get that. I understand that. Well, like the... I, I have a feeling that that show is very much like Rick and Morty, where everyone likes to think they're Rick, really Morty. Everyone likes to think they're Leonard, but they're really Sheldon. They're really Sheldon. <laughs> well, it could be worse. They could be Kripke. Um, yeah. Like, I'm thinking about all the... I, I, I Actually, I think I do have one. And this never used to be this way, but I'm over the character of Eric Cartman on South Park. I just yeah, think that they've that's a they've one. done everything they can do with him at this point. They've made him super Scott Tennerman thing, and that was back in like five, right? Like, yeah, like he's manipulative and he does all this stuff, and you're you're conditioned now to just think he's always going to be a shit. And I'm, so when they do like really heavy Cartman style storylines, I get kind of tired of it. I'm much more interested in the interactions with Stan and Kyle because I think they're more interesting characters. Why I like Butters and Jimmy episodes usually, because they're usually funnier. Oh, fucking Butters. That's me. Yeah, I would say Cartman, like, because Cartman is super popular on South Park, but I just, I, I don't, I don't care for him. He, he doesn't do anything for me, like. That character went crazy, because remember, like. At one point, the edgiest thing he did was write a song about his friend's mom being a bitch. Yeah. And then next thing you know, three years later, he freaking killing a guy's parents and feeding them to him. <laughs> That's still the best fucking Cartman episode. <laughs> the most popular episode of South Park on IMDb. It's the highest rated one. Scott Tennerman must die. It's so fucking good. Uh, but outside <laughs> of that, like, like I, I agree with you for that, but. I think mine is actually going to go a different direction because it's a character that's very, very iconic and I enjoy the show, but I do not enjoy him as a character. I am over him as a character. And that's Goku. (laughs) The worst dad of all time. I'm done. His storyline has been finished for a very long time. That's actually a really good answer. His storyline should have ended after defeating Frieza, and then it should have been Gohan's turn. Because at this point, everybody's got a better fucking story arc than Goku. Everybody. Vegeta. Vegeta has an amazing story. Vegeta has the best story arc. Kid Trunks has a better story arc than Goku right now. And he's not even in super. <laughs> like, it's just it's it's kind of just okay. There's somebody who's stronger than me. I'm gonna train. I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna get a new transformation, and now I'm gonna beat him. Okay, Goku. Like, there's nothing. He's not fighting for anything that's important to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, he fights even he wants to. Even during the tournament of power in the universe is like if he doesn't win the universe is going to get destroyed he's just like well I just want to fight the strongest like <laughs> it's fucking stupid oh I got one he's the bad guy now um, he really is okay so 
I know Jeff said television, but since we're talking about fictional characters in general, I have a an actual fictional character that I'm over. The Joker. We've seen so many iterations of the Joker. Batman has the most Batman has the best rogues gallery in all of fiction. And it's always about the Joker. Give me more stuff with the Riddler. Give me more stuff with Mr. Freeze. Give me more of those other villains and expand them out. Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy are 10 times more interesting than the Joker ever was. I saw an interesting mix. It was like a, a, a mashup of people, and I can't remember where the fuck I saw it. And I'm, I'm starting to think that it was like a, a fan fiction comic thing. But they did Harvey Dent as um as the Joker. Like the Joker was torturing him or whatever, and then he ended up killing killing the Joker, but like his persona or whatever that, that happened just got to him. So now he's two face and the Joker. Like when he flips the coin and it goes on the other side, it's not a no answer it's what would the joker do yes or wwjd <laughs> oh my god now i i get it there is there are some characters that you just be, you you become over them because they've just been they have just been done to death and you're just like i i don't want this anymore like give me something new give me something fresh stop focusing on this character i mean like i can't i can't even say anybody from seinfeld or friends because i wasn't a fan of those shows and i've also discovered that a lot of people agree with me that characters from those shows are pretty bad even when they are popular characters so like well, that doesn't count. I can't say Walter White because people all agree that he's the real villain of the show. So you can't even say him. You know, because you're looking for somebody who's beloved, but but also even Walter White and like before I think even before the last season, he he's he realizes that he has become the bad guy and went from I need to get a bunch of money for my family because I'm going to die soon to no, I'm really good at this. I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah. And even he realizes it before the end. Yeah. Cause there's a part where he leaves the family, right? Right before the last season. Well, he confesses his, it his to wife, his wife. Yeah. His That's wife yells at him and he's like, Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> That's the last thing he says to her before he disappears, before he goes off to his death. And she, he, he, she's like, if you swear to God, if you say you did this to the family he goes, no, I did this for me. I liked it. I liked it. Oh, that actually, I actually did think of another one. This isn't, this might be an unpopular opinion, but that's what this question's about, right? Uh, I don't think Saul Goodman needed his own show. I didn't want him I to have his it, own show. I think it should have ended after like two seasons. Yeah. I thought it was supposed I'm, to only go two seasons, and then it's still going now. And I'm just like, why? Wait, I hate the characters. I believe so, yeah. Or it's, yeah, I don't care about that character. Oh, um, okay. Here's another yeah, still one. Going. Parks and Rec. I was not a fan of Tom Hatherford. 
I found him to be really obnoxious at times. While it would be fun to quote him to make fun of him, Oh, my tum-tum, I hurt my fingy! It also just got to be grating after He was just too much. Too, too much. He's the second highest build character on that show after Rashida Jones left the main cast, too. But, eh. Wasn't a fan. Sure, he's popular in those in those clicks, but yeah, wasn't a fan. I think that summed up a lot of characters right there. Uh, Brian and Jeff also answered this question themselves by ripping apart Family Guy because neither one of them liked the show. Stewie, Peter, actually any character from Family Guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> except Cleveland. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Cleveland was not interesting enough to get his own show. That was another one of those cases where, nope, don't do it. It's not going to work. But yeah. Uh, this question comes from patron and podcast host Matt Hardman. Is there one fictional character that you think could be done by Hollywood that hasn't been done yet that they can be done accurately without bastardizing the character? That's a good question, because off the top of my head, I can't think of a character Hollywood hasn't tackled yet from a popular piece of literature. Can you? You probably have to be based off a video game at this point. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Which I the, the last question we got is from Adrian Cotton, our wonderful sponsor, podcast host and patron who. Kind of ties in here. If Chris's Nintendo cinematic comes to be, who should they cast as Mario? I mean, that would kind of tie in, right? Like, that would be the... I think I think that those questions tie in, because that would be the answer for me, too. It would probably come from a video game. What video... I think the... Uh, I think the big answer to this is going to be Link. No, I don't think anybody can play Link. I don't think that we could get anybody to play Link without bastards, like, completely ripping that fucking character apart. Because we don't, we don't really know Link's personality at all. Well, excuse me, Eric. (laughs) See what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We know a lot about his character. (laughs) We know the the adventures he's been on, but we have no idea how he talks to people. He could be a real piece of shit. You don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe the reason he doesn't talk in Nintendo games is because they would have to beep it out anyway. Just it'd just be a giant beep. And it's fucking ch- cursing everybody. Ch- burn him? <laughs> it just yeah, just basically like, hey, can you go save this? Why don't you go save your own fucking shit? You know, like wow, Link. Yeah, but they have Princess Zelda. Oh, another bitch. They've also fleshed out Zelda, though. Zelda talks in other games. Yeah, and she's literally the wiz. Like she's wisdom. There's a, a Triforce of Power. You got Ganon as power. You got uh, Zelda as wisdom, and then you have Link as courage. So the only right. thing that we know is is that he's courageous, like every antagonist. Like what the fuck. You know what I would do with Link, honestly? So this then you give it to Paul Rudd. You give it to Paul Rudd. <laughs> this ties into our dis- our, dis- our eventual discussion with Lord of the Rings, but I would cast Link to be as close to a combination of 
and Aragorn and Legolas. And I know people are going to say, oh, you know, well, there's the obvious connection with the well, Legolas being an elf. Like, no, that's actually who I would envision Link being like in that in that mindset. He's he's a gregarious, nice person. He's a good fighter. He's uh, he's polite, but he's also firm. He's not afraid to do what needs to be done for for his people and everything like that for the greater good. He's brave. That would be a good way to do it. But you have to put a little Aragorn in there, too. You have to make him a little rougher around the edges. I don't think he can be a, a perfect Legolas. You have to flaw Link. I think if you're going to do Link, it's going to have to be like an Isekai. And, and hear me out. Right? You have everybody but Link be from that world. Have it do like a like a Tron type of thing, right? You have somebody actually playing a game and they get sucked in and they physically are Link. Because you can't do Link as a character, but you could do yourself as a character. What would Link do? You, you know, you would have to think about that. Somebody unfamiliar or familiar with the world, but who is not the character, but has to portray that character. I know that sounds really fucked up, but I feel like that's the only way that you could do that world without fucking up Link. I feel like but, Link is so, a character. So, so you... you so would that go back to our other question about which character we relate to? The answer, <laughs> because Link can be anything you want him to be. Link could be anything, yeah. Because you play that character, right? So you play him out the way you want him to play out. You can even change his name to Fuckface. I don't know. That's too many letters, but yes. F U F U C Face. All right. Well, if we're gonna go in that direction, then the fictional character I relate the most as. Is the the dude I created in Pokemon and Animal Crossing? <laughs> that looks like that looks like me with my name. You know, like no, we can't, you can't, you can't make that a thing. You have to get, you have to make Link a, a personality. But I, I agree, you can make him in every type type brave fighter. You know, they've done they've done mangas with Link and given him a personality in there. I'm sure they can. I'm sure it would be able to pull off. But let's answer Adrian's question real quick, too. Who would be cast as Mario? We don't know who's playing Mario in the upcoming Illumination movie. We just know it's not Charles Martinet. So they are, Mario will have a different voice actor. That's the other thing, too, is I'm still convinced that my cinematic universe would work better as an anime-style animated series. So we just need a voice for Link. So yeah, we still have to flesh out his personality, but he still needs a voice. I think I know who would be the perfect Mario and Luigi. Uh, Jonah Hill and uh, Michael Sarah. Like, just have they're oh like old god. enough now. Like, oh my on. god! It's fucking perfect. You can. What have you done? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what have you done? Isn't it great though? You didn't make Jonah Hill put the weight back on so he can play Mario. He doesn't have to. He can be. A- it's just a voice. Oh, I mean, uh, they could do a live action well, version fuck of it you, too. Mario. <laughs> fuck you, Luigi. <laughs> Michael, Sarah. I because honestly, it, it could have been Seth Rogen and uh, and uh, James Franco. But they don't. They don't want to work together anymore because they've done too much together. 
Fine. Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. <laughs> Let Nick Frost be the lead for once. Yeah. Oh my god, that they'd be so good too. They would. Actually, now that I say that, I take back my Jonah Hill. <laughs> like get Nick Frost and, and All right, I co-sign with this. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You can't cast Lou Albano and you can't cast Bob Hoskins, right? Yeah. No. And even if you wanted the voice and you wanted Charles Martinet, he doesn't if the if the idea would be a live action Mar- so you got it. All right, there you go. That's that I'm co-signing with you. That's our that's my answer too. Nick Frost and Simon. Oh my god, it's perfect. It's perfect. Uh okay, See? Hollywood, make that shit happen. Make so, that have shit you heard happen. the story about how he got the job as the voice of Mario? Yes, I've seen that video. I should actually post that video in the uh because it's hilarious because uh, something happens and he shows up late and they're packing up and he talks them into letting him letting him just record real quick. And they're like, okay, you got until you stop, and I'm gonna stop it and I'm leaving. So he just goes nonstop for like a half hour talking. He does not stop talking. No, what he did is he he only got like a couple minutes and they cut him off. And he was like, well, I blew that one. And then he goes, what actually happened? We got him. It just kept going and going and going. Ooh, I got trivia. What was Charles Martinet's first role as Mario? I got nothing. Do you know? Do you know? Like what game or whatever? It was not Super Mario 64. Something predated it. Oh, was he the voice of Mario from Mario Paint or whatever? No. I don't think Mario Paint had a voice. If I'm not mistaken. If I'm, I could be mistaken there. But no. <laughs> it was for Mario's Game Gallery PC. A complete bust of a Mario game. Where you could play Go Fish and Checkers with Mario. Yeah. The Checkers were Baby Yoshis and Koopas, and then they would eat the Koopas. I've seen that video too of the of the people playing uh, Go Fish with Mario, and he's like, "I am looking for King Bowser's." And then if you don't have any, you're just like Mario, go fish, and he's like, "Well, it looks like it's time to go fishing again." Come here, fishy, fishy, fishy. And then he's like, ah, I like playing with you. And the Italian in me is just mad. Just mad. But it's funny. How dare you? How dare you do it? How dare you do my Italian heritage dirty like this? (laughs) All racism is bad. But some racism is also funny. One hundred percent of Italian comments are at. So I really don't have anything. I saw someone like, "Oh yeah," and about that Italians always speak with their hands thing, and it's literally the entire Italian soccer team all talking like that, <laughs> so, <laughs> with the almost closed fist. <laughs> the last time I was at. My parents' house, my mother, aggressively talking with her hands, almost slapped my wife in the face. <laughs> she came with it, like, brush right past her. And my wife's like, geez. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. That's the Italian in her. <laughs> She's got, you, you should know. Stand at least six feet away from everybody. 
Exactly. Yeah, act like COVID's still in tight. That that's the thing, right? Is like, was a thing. That's the thing, is my mother's full-blooded Italian. So, like, there's no getting She's around that. FBI? She is. She's an FBI. She's a full-blooded, 100% Italian. So, it's all there. She makes the best pasta. She makes her sauce from scratch. I don't know how the hell she does it. My wife gets mad because every time she cooks like chicken parm, she makes it different every time. And my wife's like, can you stop doing this? She'll like try to watch her do it. And she'll be like, you didn't do that last time. My mom's like, it's fine. It's going to come out the same anyway. My wife, no, it's not fine. I need. Damn it. <laughs> no, no, this is not fine. Stop what you're doing. Those are some good questions about uh, fictional characters here. Uh, before we move on, though, were there any other videos that you think would be would be good tra- uh, translations here or comics, too? Because Brian's answer was going to be Carnage, but we're getting that in the next Venom movie. So I think I feel like we're at a point where we could pull off Cowboy Bebop in live action. Are, aren't they doing that? I'm almost positive they're doing that, and I'm almost, yeah, because, as you guys know, I'm rewatching it. I only have 10 episodes left. That's what happens when the show's only 26 episodes long, even at my pace of watching stuff. Uh, Let's see. Cowboy Bebop 2021. Don't be, be, um, don't be Netflix, please. This is Cowboy Bebop live-action series. Okay. Oh, fall release on Netflix. Shit, it's going to be awful. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, I also feel like they could probably pull off. Um... Oh, shit. What is it called? You know who's not in it? Edward. What? Edward's not on the cast list. What? Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking right now. All cast and crew for the live action series. It's Spike. What, what, Vicious John Cho, what John Cho is Spike. John Cho, nothing. Yeah, John Cho, Vicious, Faye, Julia, and Jet are in all ten episodes. And then there's a bunch of one episode runoffs here, but I don't see Edward on here. So maybe that'll be a tease for the next season. Hmm. Well, Edward doesn't show up until like the tenth episode anyway. So. So, I mean, that but, could but make sense. Getting, but we're getting Julia. But we are getting Julia. Right away and be like, hey, the old gang is in a bad place. You should probably go kill that guy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Gundam was the other one that I was thinking about. I feel like if yeah. they gave that the Battlestar Galactica treatment, they, they could, you know, it'd be pretty good. Well, if we want to talk about anime going live action, that would be insane. Uh, good about, like, um... Pacific Rim did pretty good with doing big robot stuff, but um, yeah. yeah, Pacific Rim did great with it. So I mean, it's you just have to you you have the formula to follow, and now you just have to make it good. Well, right. you got to make it a series because we have to get to know the characters and uh, right, like you said with the Battlestar Galactica, where like you got to know like every pilot <laughs> by the <laughs> end of that show, like you got to know everybody that worked on the worked on the ships, right? Like there was a whole That's- thing. There are some things, and I, I've said this numerous times before, that's why I've said Zelda will work as a TV series better than it will ever work as a movie. Because you can tell more stories, and they should do it like American Horror 
each season is a different game storyline, right? I think I I think that's the best way to tackle something like that. There's some there's some really freaking good answers there. I like I like where that went. Uh, I have two quick throwbacks here from previous segments that I want to, I want to quickly throw back to because I have that bad habit of my mind going off on a tangent and then I lose my train of thought and then I think of stuff later. So I quickly wrote it down. I wanted to throw this back to what we're talking about with the games and toys. Did you guys have a favorite childhood toy that sticks out in your head? Yes. Like an actual toy, not like a video game. Yes. But. I had the set of uh, Ghostbusters with the, the, the plasma pack and the trap. Yes. By yes. far, best toy ever. And if and if I had the chance, I'd get it again. Yep. Dude, at one point, I had every Ghostbusters toy. Every single one. You know what I had a shit ton of? Mighty Maxes. Really? Yep. Do you remember Mighty Max? I'm yeah, mad. it was the it was the Polly Pocket for boys. Yes, it was. Yes, they it even was. made a short-lived cartoon show on it. Uh, yes, they did, and I used to watch it. I'm sure it was not very good, but yeah, I had a ton of Mighty Max toys because each one was like a little a little adventure. It was uh the the toy itself was shaped like something cool, like a skull or a dragon or a spider or whatever. And then when you would open it up, it would be it would tell the storyline. There'd be the little villain character. And then you'd always there would be like a creature character, too. There was like the the professor's laboratory. Yes. And the skull, the mouth of the skull was the stairs leading in. That stuff was so cool. Yeah, Mighty Max was cool. I had a bunch of those. I had a bunch of Beast Wars Transformers too. Beast Wars was just Beast Wars was awesome. I remember watching that show before going to school every morning. Yeah, I those remember, are probably my. Did you have more things on your list or, or uh, for toys? No, like you the things that you forgot and then came back. Or it was back. two things. So, okay. yeah, no, we could talk. We could talk a little more about toys first. What about you, Daniel? I don't remember having like the toy. Like I don't remember having like my like Woody, you know, where it was like that was what I had with me at all times. I Dude, I, like that. I still have that toy. It was my first my first ever stuffed animal. I still have it. He's actually sitting right over here uh, on the desk. I still have him. You know, I honestly could say that I was never really big on like toy action figures but i love toy props because i had like mm-hmm. a zelda shield and the sword props or anything like that or a lightsaber oh yeah i had toy I had, I had all kinds of toy guns yes the guns that made all the noises the lasers beam but i can't remember you know what i had like <clears throat> you know what i had a Superman. fuck ton of that i just remembered i had a shit ton of army men i had green army men out the ass well, yeah, because you can get a bag of a hundred of them. For like <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that was like the easiest thing in the world to do. And they used to constantly rage against my giant T-Rex from Jurassic Park. And many of them would 
get killed by this T-Rex. I had Jurassic Park toys. I had Raptor. I had the Dilophosaur that spit the water. Like, you could fill it up. It was like a squirt gun toy, too. So you could fill it up with water and then squ- <laughs> and shoot your parents and piss them off. Do you guys remember the Super Soakers? Do they still make those? I had them. Yes, they do. As a matter of fact, they do. Did you guys ever go crazy and get, like, the one with, like, the backpack or whatever? Like that? No, I didn't have... No, I did not have that. I had the one that had the... I remember this. It had it had 96 pumps, and I remember that because it was the opposite of 69, because I was still a mature kid. Yeah, it had 96. You could get, like, 90 full shots of it. You had to pump the crap out of it, but... Okay, bro, like, when I was doing Super Suckers, I was, like, in third grade. Like, sex wasn't even a thing, let alone different tricks in sex. No, I only remember that now because I learned it later, but... <laughs> I'm like, dude, I was in third grade when I was playing <laughs> soccer. The only one that I had was the one that attached. There was like a a hose at the bottom of the handle. So like if you were in the pool, you could just hold down the trigger and it'll just shoot the water that was in the pool. That's cool. I had like the second generation one, the one that had like the separate bottle in the back for the air. Yeah. Which people people thought you could just put more water in there, and you can't. You couldn't. You couldn't detach it without breaking it. They did break very easily. Yep. Oh man, those uh, uh, that was like the worst thing too. Is if you had the toy that broke. I remember I had a bunch of Star Wars figures, too, but I think we all did. Star Wars wasn't a thing for me until uh, prequels started coming out. I'm, I'm trying to find the the gun on, right? I'm looking through the images right now, and I cannot find the one that I had. I see the generic one that everybody has. Ooh, I actually, my family had a squirt gun that got outlawed shortly after because it looked like an actual mp5 because <laughs> a kid got killed mm-hmm. yep i'm i remember all right don't make and water so they're like look too realistic so so yeah so that's when all water guns became green <laughs> like green green and orange and even the most realistic guns had a clearly red tip on them And yeah, that was oh, that reminds me. Uh, do you do you remember the uh, when the light zapper had to red because they didn't want the gray light zapper to be mass produced in America, so they made the red one. You know, the I, one I had, I had a second master system growing up, and ours was black, but it was clearly not. It was yeah, it, it, it was shaped like a futuristic laser gun, you know? <laughs> and it was huge, too. So, like... It was freaking huge. Like, oh, are you going got Flash Gordon over here trying to shoot me with his laser gun? God, Flash Gordon. Uh... Oh, dear God. I found something that's going to bring back fucking nightmares. Hey, about... Lawn darts? Nope. 
a la uh, the Super Soaker that had the, the backpack tank. Yeah. Oh, I fucking hated that thing. Actually, now that I think about it, that's the gun that I had, except I didn't have the backpack tank. It was just a hose, and I got water. You didn't have the extra ammo. Yeah. It was basically the... We did something with it where you could just put it in the pool, and every time you pumped, you just get the water from the pool and just start shooting it. That makes sense if you got that, and they just detached the hose and the backpack from it. Pretty much, yeah. That would work that way. So, here's the other thing that my brain was talking about earlier, mentioning... uh, I don't even remember which part of the conversation we're talking about. Video game. We're talking about animals, but Animal Crossing had come up, and it made me think. I just watched this video. Somebody on YouTube listed all the villagers in Animal Crossing from least edible to most edible. In case food sources ever become scarce on your island, you have to 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 stay alive. Who is the most edible? Who if you have a pig animal. character. <laughs> well, it's a, he actually explained how he did it. He did a point system, right? Because there's 391 villagers. So he did a point system. He said, basically, if the, the ones at the bottom were the ones that wouldn't be edible because they're made of material that you wouldn't want to eat. Because there's, like, characters who are metallic. There's, like, Robo Frog and Sprocket, who's, like, a robotic bird. And then Stitches is like a stuffed teddy bear. He's like, so those those got a ranking of zero because they're inedible. And then it was if the animal was more pet like, it was towards the bottom of the list. If it was more of a livestock type species, it would start moving up the list. If it had an active personality like the jocks and Epi, they that would give them more points than because he had like multipliers and stuff put in. That was more points than if it was like a lazy. And then if there was a cuteness factor that would want to prevent you from eating it, that would prevent it or an ugliness factor if the animal was too ugly. So and then if the animal was had a name that was based on a specific type of food, he went with the food. So the cute little duck ketchup that looks like a tomato was like in the top five. (laughs) But the winner was the mouse character called Chatter, who looks like a big old piece of cheese. Was it Brian David Gilbert video? I I have no idea who made the video. (laughs) I just... For Polygon? Because he does stuff like that, like... Well, I mean... He, like, broke down, I think, Castlevania villains on, like, a fuckability scale for a video... There's a lot uh, of it, people in Castlevania, by the way. The channel is called Backseat. Does that help? I would say that it's probably not him. As, as it starts playing as soon as I did and it. And there's yeah. a video called How to Tell Apart All 596 Fire Emblem Characters. And he broke down all. <laughs> and I think he did something about Pokemon. It's from Polygon. Yeah. It's called Unraveled. Yeah, the uh, I mean, the edibility thing was friggin hysterical, but because I saw that and I saw the ridiculous. I am curious. <laughs> Let's see how this turns out. Solving yes. the, solve the timeline in 15 minutes. 
This is the videos these guys did. I read all 337 books in Skyrim, so you didn't have to. Breaking all 200 plus Mega Man robots. Yeah, I wasted three weeks of my life finding Castlevania's hottest monster. <laughs> Smash Bros. owes millions of dollars in OSHA violations. Yeah. Yeah. Scientific, scientifically calculating the game of the year. Every Sonic game is blasphemous. He goes back to like the original Bible for making Sonic games. That's see, and I love that, like that. that every single Sonic game goes against the original Bible for Sonic. That's awesome. Understanding Kingdom Hearts and every other story. Bowser's military hierarchy. Okay, understanding Kingdom Hearts is gonna be an essay. Ooh, yeah. That's a <laughs> that's a documentary that no one's got time for. And then he talked about how he uh, perfected the poke rap. That's a couple of videos on that. Poke rap is brilliant. I just want to point that out. Like, which Dark Souls boss is the best manager? No one asked, but I found Mortal Kombat's best cuddler. Oh, that reminds me. I want, I'm, I'm going to pitch this to you guys right now, live on. I had an idea. This is a. Uh... And maybe this would work. Um, I want to do a Chris ranks the universe as a YouTube video. So maybe I would just release like a quick little audio snippet on the channel to promote the video and link it and tell you guys what to do. But I thought it would be fun to do it with you guys because topic here. But it would be kind of like the 20 pictures gimmick that we do. You don't know who next. I'm going to rate the original Gen 1 Pokemon from worst to best. But we can do it as a YouTube video so you guys can see the pictures of the Pokemon as I go through the list and react to them as they pop up. I'll Eric, I, I'll I know you'd like that. I was, I was like, I know Eric would like that. Cause. So there's the first video I ever watched him do. And it was, we made all 78 Breath of the Wild recipes in one day. Oh my god, I remember that one. Yes. I think I sent that he, to Eric. Yeah. He went to like a professional chef guy and they together made every recipe in the game. And you realize that every recipe that isn't like literally like we cooked a duck is fucking awful. <laughs> yeah. There's like one where it's literally just like flour and like something. And it's just like, I just, it's just a bad piece of bread is what I just had. <laughs> like. Anyway. Ah, uh, dude, videos like that are so much fun when they do stuff like that. You just if you can come if you come up with just a ridiculous idea for. Well, the issue is, like, he comes up with these ideas and then he realizes that he has to work nonstop at it for three weeks to make this one 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one 15 minute video makes him like a million dollars over the course of a year <laughs> pretty much yeah that's living the dream right there alright so um, last week we promised you guys spoiler reviews of Space Jam and Black Widow if it had been long enough but that depends on if Eric has seen them yet. I have seen Space Jam 
Okay. Let's not Black Widow, but I have seen Space. Okay. Well, let's talk about everyone's thoughts on the new Space Jam. First off, did you like it? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. I had a good time. Um, I realized very quickly that that opinion is not the popular one. It is definitely more hated than liked by a lot, a lot of people, including a lot of people who. I I don't have a problem with that. This is where I stand with it. I enjoyed it because I did not pay for it. Yes, that's true. Had I paid I get to... and gone to the movies to go see this, I would mm. recommend not to do that. I would have been like, no, don't see it in the theaters. Wait for it to be on on Netflix or something and then check it out. If you got nothing else watch to, to watch. Yeah. But it's not bad. It's, it's on HBO Max for like another month. So I say I say give it a shot. I thought I thought it was fun. It's different. It goes in a different direction than I was ex- that I was actually expecting it to, but I still think it they did a good job. So uh, some of the stuff that I really liked, because we'll actually we will be spoiling stuff now. If you haven't if you haven't seen it a week a week later, then you're probably not that interested in seeing it. So I don't feel bad spoiling stuff. But so first things first, if yeah, go you go ahead. Haven't seen it. Pause now, watch the movie, and then come back. And then come back to us, yes. What, what, what are we at time-wise? There might only be like 10 to 20 minutes left in this episode, but yeah, go ahead. Come back. We'll be here. Uh, all right, so first of all, the uh, the game announced. I love that they got Ernie Johnson, the actual NBA Tonight guy, and then they got Lil Ray Howard, the comedian, who's funny in everything. I did not care for Get Out at all, but that was the one thing about the movie I friggin' loved was his character. Uh, I told Dan about the uh, the uh, the tease that that made me pop. Dan called it as soon as it was happening, but I still still laughed for it. We're gonna get Michael Jordan at halftime. They're losing, and then all of a sudden, Daffy comes in and he's like, "We found him! We got him, Michael Jordan!" And I was like, "Yeah, Michael B. Jordan." And then that's exactly who it was. It was- I thought that was funny as hell. Oh yeah, it was it was hilarious. That was funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I really really liked that. I thought that. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. You wanted Michael A. Jordan. I'm like, his name is Michael J. Jordan. But hey, <laughs> well, I think that was the joke was the A. B. reference yeah, there. Yeah, I know. It's like, and then the best part Jeffrey. is the best part is they're screaming, and Sylvester's just like, well, it's been 25 years. I thought he aged gracefully. <laughs> <laughs> they even had the little uh, the little nerd lucks. Were in the crowd watching yeah, the game. They were bad guys. Like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, they were cheer- they were cheering him on. They had Gabriel Iglesias as the voice of funny. And for some reason, Zendaya was the voice of Lola. That was like a late minute cast change. All right. We- right so I want to I want to quickly talk about how much I love recruitment part when they had to go to the different worlds to get the tune different characters that they encountered like Daffy thinking he's going to be Superman and then the Justice League shows up to confront them so like, the whole story was like 
John Cheadle is like this algorithm somebody made to help WB come up with new content. And he started fucking around with stuff behind the scenes. And at one point, he gets all the other tunes excited about going other places so he can get rid of them. Yep. Except for Bugs. Bugs is still there. Bugs stayed there because it's his home. Do you know what I was disappointed about in the movie? Which I was I was waiting for it and it never fucking happened. Animaniacs. Yeah, they were in the background. That's the only time they were there. They're sitting on there. There's actually a clear as day shot of them sitting on. They should have been the, up front and center. Yeah, they should have. But no, one, the Warner Building. But no, <laughs> Pen, Pennywise, the Night King, Lord Voldemort, and freaking Arnold Mister Freeze were up front and center, <laughs> which was so ridiculous. And Mister Smith. Yeah, so they like drive through all these other planets. They like quickly go through Matrix World. Bronze really up up for that. That was hysterical. Granny and Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah, so it's like breakdown. Okay, so in order, so we get Bugs. He's still in Tune Tune Blue Tune World. They go to DC World. Yep. Which in the DC one, they have the runaway train, and as the train goes by, we see it was clearly Superman and Jimmy Olsen. Yep. But Superman and Jimmy Olsen in this in this instance are Daffy and Porky. Alfred's on the train. Yeah, that, that I I got a kick out of that. Uh, the Austin Powers thing was hysterical. Elmer Fudd is mini me. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then Sil- Sylvester is <laughs> Sylvester Mr. Bigglesworth. I, I know what probably popped Dan was when they went to get Roadrunner and Coyote and they were in Mad Max Fury Road. Yes. <laughs> that was that was we were, we were doing the we were doing the music video watch alongs on our patron show and I got Dan to watch the guy who did the uh he took the clips from movies and set it to Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire. <laughs> and so every line is said but from a, a movie clip, which t- takes like a ridiculous amount of effort to find all that stuff. But he would put stuff in where there where the guitar solo was and the big guitar but in the guy from the friggin' guitarist with the flames coming out of it rocking out. Doof Warrior. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> of course they had to throw in Game of Thrones with Foghorn Lakehorn. I'll say winter is coming. And play it again, Sam. Castle Blanca. I thought that was really clever the way they did. Yeah, but- Granny's Trinity and yeah. <laughs> but we all know what the best one was, right? When Taz shows up. Yeah, they think they think the whole the whole team's together, and then all of a sudden Taz hits the window of the spaceship. We're done running experiments <laughs> on your guinea pig thing. I'll never be able to unsee what I've seen. <clears throat> He's your problem now, dum dums. Yes, the 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 Rick and Morty cameo, which was amazing. Which they're not even. I laughed Warner my ass off in the back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they got him in there. Yeah. <clears throat> no, but they're on HBO Max, so you know there's some kind of an agreement. Two network. Yeah. They they have the ability to utilize like, hey, the let's property. Let's give Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland a million dollars. Yeah, so we can we can use them for a quick cameo. <laughs> 
Uh, that was so friggin' that one. That one made me laugh. That one absolutely made me laugh. Talk about what the the team LeBron wanted originally, though. He wanted like Superman, an Iron Giant. Yeah, the Iron Giant, King Kong. <laughs> and we course, finally Mar- have to get. We have to find Lola. And where's Lola? <laughs> Uh, that well, that was the longest one, right? Was Lola's in the is on the uh, the Amazonia world? She's uh, she's would be in the DC world, but she's in Themyscira, trying to become one of their warriors and doing the trial. Doing the trial, and LeBron and Bugs keep disturbing her, and she's almost done. But then they start falling down a pit, and like we need your help, and he's like, I'm just trying. Save my son! And she stops as her heart starts to break and she starts to cry and she goes back and saves them. And then she climbs the stairs and she's like, Yeah, I know I lost Wonder Woman. And she's like, No, you proved what you need to prove to be an Amazonian. So you're welcome to the Amazonians. But now fuck off because you got to play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's I I thought it was a fun a fun little ride. Yes, there were just things that disappointed me, but I, So the, I don't what care. I like about this one is there's an actual like sec a central plot that isn't just play a basketball game for whatever. It's the the father and the son don't understand each other because the father is all about basketball, and his other son's all about basketball, and his younger son lo- likes basketball, but what he really wants to do is make make video games. Video games. He codes his own freaking basketball. game. <laughs> he codes his own freaking game, then he schools his father, and then he gets mad. He does the classic thing that he lost. He goes, this is a real basketball. So there's the whole division there, and it's all about... They should have released can... that game like I'd play that basketball game. That seemed badass. So there is a video game for this movie. It came out. Is there? I don't know if it's that. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well, there. You, I mean, like I said, it's it's good. It's fun. It's got the, the all the references are a lot of fun, but. Uh, for the for the actual positives, though, like I thought that Don Cheadle did a great job. I thought he was very entertaining. I thought the uh, I actually think the kid did a really good job. Cedric Joe is the kid's name. I thought he did really well. And they don't have LeBron's actual family in there, but. Yeah, they got Sonequa Martin or whatever as the wife. I mean, everybody did a good job except LeBron but he's not an actor <laughs> you get a better job Michael Jordan that's fair he also has more acting experience than Michael Jordan because he's acted in other stuff but I thought he was I thought he was funny I thought he was entertaining uh, one of the highlights I, I really enjoyed was the fact that they brought in Gossamer to play with them. The big red furry monster. That that character does not get enough credit. He gets shaved. Yeah, he does. 
actually my only real genuine complaint was the eye rolling thing that they did at the end where bugs like sacrifices his life to save everything you're like they're not gonna kill off me and then of course they didn't did you i don't know if anybody noticed this but bill murray's in the bill murray's because they have he's in the credits because the credits are all the, the still photos of all the tunes interacting in the real world and doing like real world stuff like Granny's fighting Ronda Rousey. There's a shot. It's Bugs and Bill Murray on a golf course together. Oh, that's funny. It's there. <laughs> and it's great. I love stuff like that. I also like how they did the uh, they didn't quote unquote steal talent from NBA players this time. But all these NBA players and WNBA players told the kid, like, oh, if I was in the game, I'd want these kind of power. And then they got to be the enemies and they had the powers that they talked about. I thought that was pretty clever. Also, the kid was actually playing on the team. And he didn't have to be good at basketball. He had to be good at his own video game. Yup. Those power-up moves. Yeah. I dug it. So we've been talking about stuff that's been coming back here. Dan has something he wants to shows making returns. Uh, not not just shows, but uh, franchises making returns. So, yeah, to, as of today, as we record the new He-Man show, Masters of the Universe. Uh, it has like some kind of basic post fixed title that a lot of things get. What is it called? It is... Revelation, yeah. So it's uh, actually it's Kevin Smith and company are doing this new He-Man show, and I didn't watch original Masters of the Universe. It wasn't my thing back in the day. Was it for either of you guys? Were you a He-Man kid? Not really. No. The Ghostbusters were at your house for your birthday. Would you chant He-Man at them instead? No. No. <laughs> I was a Ghost. I was a my- Ghostbusters kid, dude. So like. That would have been huge. If the Ghostbusters showed up at my house, I would freak out. I wouldn't be thinking about anything but Ghostbusters. I love the Ghostbusters, damn it. You know, it's like I the mean, first it thing I remember. Came out around the time that uh, like shows that we watched, I just it didn't interest me. Are you interested in this new show? Because I kind of am. I don't know. I feel like I might memes, watch it. Yeah, like all of the He-Man memes that I, I've seen, I might watch it to see where they take it. So you want to see if like there's an episode where they just break into what's up? I mean, maybe. And I said, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey. Eric, according to my Facebook, eight years ago today, we played Big Bang Theory Clue together. And I have a picture of Lily attacking the board. Do you now? Is this when he showed up at? No, I probably showed up uh, three in the morning. No, I showed up at nine in the morning and I don't believe it was today. (laughs) No, but I'm sure that's in my memory somewhere. (laughs) No, you had we had jackets on, so that's not going to be July. 
Yeah. I was like, hey, what you doing? <laughs> Just waking up. Oh, cool. Can I stop by? Yeah, sure. Oh, outside your door. Outside your door. <laughs> like, son of a bitch. Still a great story. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I, I think I do want to give the new He-Man a try. I don't know that much about it. Basic information. And whatever Skeletor memes I've shared. Over- but no, I'll check it out. Why not? And then, Dan, how you making out with them DBZs? I am. You're not even at the Zs yet. You're the DBs. I'm in the DBs. I have finally gotten past the Red Ribbon Army. There are no more. Goku wipes out an entire army. Yeah, meanwhile, like, the rest of his friends take, like, a week in a helicopter to get to get there. Like, he can't beat all the entire army by himself. We better go help him. And they don't do anything. They didn't even get there in time. (laughs) No, he completely destroys the Red Ribbon Army. So you got to see... So you got to see General Tao kill Commander Blue with his tongue. Yeah. And it also whoops someone's ass with just his ponytail. Oh, yeah. General Tao is... I, You know, I like the... What's it called? I like the filler episode that he's in in Z. That's the only filler yeah. episode that I actually like. I was explaining that to Dan because he's not going to see filler episodes because he's going to be watching Kai. Which is still the the best way to watch DBZ, but there are a couple of filler things that you pairing to face Cell in the Cell games. Uh, you know, there's people that are Cell's threatening the Earth, so there's people that are hiding, and there's this this gangster that's got this the shelter, and he's like, char- I, I think it was like he's charging people to get in, right? He's yeah. just being really scummy about hiding people and everything, and it turns out that. He's got, you know, this mob boss has General Tao. And, you know, Goku's there to set the guy straight. And then... Oh, it's, it's not Goku, well, though. Well, Goku gets does the puzzle rings. But, yeah, but Gohan deals with it, too. And when General Tao realizes who they are, and he's, like, partly cyborg now because he had that bomb explode in his face... So he's got like a cybernetic arm. He's got goggles on. And when he realizes who is there, he panics and he does he does the escape thing where he throws the tree and then yeah, it he's was, like, "Yep, I'm out of here." Bye. Funniest thing. It's just the way it happened. He's like, "You there? You wouldn't happen to be Goku, would you? No, I'm his son." Yep, I'm out. Bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> No, I'm not Goku. That's my father. Yep. Uh, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> so there's also a filler episode you're not going to see when uh, when they're actually tra- training for the androids to show up where Krillin is dating this super bimbo. And she's like, tell me about the pretty red ribbon. So they do like a whole dragon back. So for people who may have seen Z but didn't see Dragon Ball... They do a whole flashback to Goku basically destroying the Red Ribbon Army. And that's that's how I learned about stuff. And I remember they were like, there was one guy that Goku could not defeat, and it's Commander Black. And I'm like, oh, okay. 
that guy must have been really strong because I only had Z knowledge at the time. No, he was a regular ass dude, but he had a rope. But doesn't matter because. <clears throat> so you also got to see Commander Black shoot Commander Red in the head. Yeah, when he realizes that <clears throat> what he he want he, he's been doing all this, spent all this money, kill all these people because he wants the seven stones so we can wish to be a little bit taller. Yep, that's all he wants is to just be taller. Because he's so he's so sure of himself that if he was just a little bit taller, that world domination would just happen for him. <laughs> he doesn't have to wish for world domination. If he was a little bit taller, it would just happen. You know, on yeah, the scale well, of all the wishes... He shoots him right between the eyes. <laughs> I would be like, that's it? That's all you want to wish for? Okay. I mean, Oolong wished for a they, pair of panties, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, but he did that just to <laughs> waste the wish before the other guy could do it. I mean, hell, Emperor Pilaf was going to wish to be Emperor of the World. Like, okay, that's... It's emperor of, anyway, of those, like, Three people, the dog guy and the girl. So from my understanding of May. Pilaf, and correct me if I'm wrong, is uh, my. My, my, my bad. Now, you were close. Which, by the way, we've, only seen, we've seen them like a two or three times during all this. Uh, you're not done with them by a long shot, by the way. <laughs> they are. They're, uh, they're the running gag of the Dragon Ball universe. They really are. Yeah. Also, and, and it's really fucking weird. Should I like my and trunks have a thing? They will, yeah. So it's not really a spoiler because they don't really cover this too much in the anime covered in the manga. But so what happened at the end of Dragon Ball Z leading into Dragon Ball GT was the whole reason Dragon Ball GT happens because Pilaf, Mai, and Shu show up again. And they attempt to get the Dragon Ball. And <clears throat> Pilaf, of course, makes the dumbass wish like, I wish that Goku was a little kid again so we could beat him. And that qualifies as the wish. So Goku becomes a kid again. That's how he gets his tail back. And that leads to all that stuff. And that's why GT was actually kind of not really fun. Because just like kid Goku the whole time. But it's a comedic way for the wish to backfire. So how they explain that the super universe works and where the timeline splits. When they make the wish, it backfires and they end up becoming basically infants. So when you see Pilaf again in Dragon Ball Super, him, you, you notice he is considerably younger and Mai and Shu are now kids. You're like, how the hell did that happen? It happened because Pilaf's an idiot. He had his chance and fucking blew it. <laughs> and he blew it, yeah. Uh, but what my understanding of Pilaf being emperor is a certain amount of land, but it's so minuscule. It, it basically like him ruling like something like, right? He's I got like a half mile to his name and there are subjects there, but that's that's it. That's all he's emperor of. Yeah, I think yeah, he's got places, but it's like a desert. Like nobody fucking. Like that thing about like you can get five square feet of Scotland for a certain amount of money. Right, exactly. You can own a piece of land in Scotland. That's it. So, jeez, like, 
Uh, yeah, yeah, but Pila, I mean, they're funny characters. I like, I think those characters are funny. But it's really cool that you got through the Red Ribbon. So now you're going to get to see, because you haven't met Tien yet, right? I think the next, no, the next saga met. you're. Wait, was Tien after Red Ribbon? Now I got to yeah, rewatch I think it. So. I'm pretty sure, yeah, Tien saga is next. You meet you meet Master Roshi's old rival, Tien and Chao Su, who become central characters later on in the show. And then there's the next tournament, which next has is Fortune Teller Baba and Training on the Road sagas. Oh yeah. Fortune the Fortune Teller Baba saga is pretty fun. It's Master Roshi's sister. And the creatures that Goku fights in that are all based on the universe. So he fights a vampire, a wolf man, a mummy, an invisible man. They're actually pretty fun little fights. I mean, he already didn't fight a Frankenstein monster. That was an android. Number eight. Burp. We haven't reviewed that Simpsons episode yet. Homer's Barbershop Quartet. <clears throat> Oh, I like that? this name. The next episode, the the uh, original title, but it's not the real t- not the title we get. No, the possibly didn't. cute fortune teller Baba. But what we get is <laughs> who is fortune teller Baba? That sounds about right, actually. That sounds that sounds perfectly correct. Yeah, the the what now? Yeah, Ten Shinhan is Tian Shinhan is season seven, and then King Piccolo, and then Good God, yeah, the last season, season nine is just a whole bunch of arcs thrown together. Heaven May Training, Piccolo Junior, and the Wedding Dress in Flame Sagas, <laughs> <laughs> and it's thirty-one episodes. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the next saga that you're gonna watch is. Uh, yeah, Fortune Teller, Baba, and it looks like that. Trying to see, there's. Yep, there's some more pilaf in there. And then. Yeah, a couple of. Uh, Could, a couple uh, of minor characters and stuff, but this, this one will be a pretty easy, easy binge for you. I'm just now remembering the Chi Chi fight. Yeah. We're not done with Chi Chi yet. Well, obviously. I know what happens with Chi Chi. Well, I know something happens with Chi Chi. And th- they never kissed. They never kissed, but they fuck. <laughs> hey, you know, Chi Chi have- likes what Chi Chi likes. <laughs> I mean, when you are the daughter of the Ox King. <laughs> Well, one of my favorite things was always uh, was that big revelation in Super that Goku's never kissed a girl before. But you just like, but you have children. He goes, what does that have to do with kissing? And I'm just start laughing. I'm like, well, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually correct. It doesn't have to do with it. And I just all you gotta do is pee in her butt, dude. It's pretty simple. It's it's God. the look on Vegeta's face. He's just like. I lose like fights to this guy. To that's this why. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> and you wonder why you always lose. 
Oh, man. But you know Because he does not do it all for the nookie. It's, it's, it's funny because they make a comment about, like, um, Saiyans are attracted to strong, dominant, like, women. And if you think about it, it's kind of fucking true. So oh, yeah. Vegeta, Vegeta ends up with a Bulma. Vegeta says that to Goku. He's like, we're wired that way. It's in our it's in our DNA. We like strong, dominant women. And then Piccolo just freaks out. He's like, everything makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to be with Bulma. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> uh, I, I would be with Bulma before Chi Chi. Uh, well, if you th- if you really think about it, Videl and Gohan. Videl and Gohan, uh, Gohan, Bulma and Vegeta, and Chi-Chi and Goku. Out of the three women there, who would win in a fight? And who would uh, you think Videl- is the most dominant? Because I can tell you who the most... The, the one who would win in a fight is not the most dominant out of those three. Videl would win the fight. Chi-Chi would destroy everyone else. But Bulma would still be the last one laughing because she's rich. Her daddy owns the Capsule Corporation. Oh, I mean, technically, Videl's rich, too, because Mr. Satan is well. True, because of Goku, but uh, Gohan. Yeah. Um, Well, no, he he becomes. That's the thing, right? Mr. Satan is still, you know, he is the genuine winner of. He is the that competed in that tournament. He is a strong human when it comes to, to human fighters. That's a thing, right? Yeah. I just think it's funny. Like Vegeta's the prince of all Saiyan and Bulma wants to be treated like a princess and they hooked up and Chi Chi beyond anything just wanted a family. She didn't care about anything else. Because that's like her ambition. And Goku just wants to be strong. He doesn't care about anything else except about being strong. And they both got what they wanted. Ichi wants Gohan to be like a super smart road scholar. And Gohan does become a teacher, doesn't he? Now, he ends up going to a university where he ends up meeting Videl. I, I, I mean, like, Videl is just yeah. like... Oh, I thought you were somebody else, but you turned out to be just a punk little bitch. <laughs> Gohan's like, well, wait a minute now. <laughs> uh, we're way too far ahead for Dan right now. He's still trying. He's still trying to process the fact that Goku wiped out an entire arm. But yeah, uh, yeah, no, these sagas are good. Like, so how? What's your what's your current uh, impression of Dragon Ball thus far? I like I like this what's been going on now better because it started it was a little too 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 kooky that first arc. That's like, exactly how I went with uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. Like that's I I was like uh, this is a little weird and I'm not really sure what's happening. Even though we're literally three seasons in. To them trying to find the, the balls. The balls. There's still one to go, though, so. I haven't found all the Pokeballs yet. Oh. One to go. 
back to the women <laughs> of Dragon Ball. The one person who definitely knocked way above his weight class was Krillin. <laughs> oh um, man. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know, not going to be any disagreement there. He might be part Saiyan. <laughs> who knows? He spent too much time with Goku. He's I strong. Mean, he's fucking a robot, right? So, like... Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, nah, it's good. I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Like I said, it's, it's one of those shows... Dragon Ball Z really is one of the best animes ever made. And when they redid it with Kai and they took out so much filler and really fixed the uh, the really watching it now, going back and watching the original Dragon Ball Z dub, they fixed the first part of it because the, the first company that dubbed it was Ocean and they made it way too kid friendly. Like they wouldn't even say the word death. They edited out blood. They wouldn't. They edited so strongly that they took out entire episodes. So when Z came back and did it right, they kept everything intact. No more of that editing crap. You got everything. But then you also realized how much you didn't want. And they fixed the first part of the series and and did the dialogue better. But then they didn't redo any of the old Funimation stuff. And the big problem they had, because you can watch some of the stuff back to back. The dialogue is really cheesy. It's really silly. And there's parts where there's words added in that there shouldn't be. Without giving anything away, there's a big moment in Gohan's growth that in the original dub, he has Gohan monologues through it before the big thing happens. But in the original thing, he doesn't monologue at all. It plays really sad music while he just contemplates what just happened. And then he just loses his mind. And that was way more powerful. Another transformation I like the original Goku going Super Saiyan transformation, and they put this back in with Kai, Goku unleashes like an animalistic, like an inhuman sound when he transforms, and they put that back in. And because they took out all the silly dialogue, Frieza is actually a sophisticated villain. Part of Frieza's appeal is he is he is sophisticated. He's supposed to be classy, sane, part of his thing. Would you agree with that, Eric? Yeah, I agree with that. So, like, uh, one of my one of my favorite things is Frieza against Future Trunks, and like, if you watch the the original version, you know he's like, "Hey, you've only got five minutes left." Oh, but I made dinner plans, and instead they actually like they actually quit back and forth and th- genuinely threaten each other. Although I, I always got a kick out of what's a Goku? <laughs> that so the strangest thing right now has been um, he hasn't seen a full moon this entire time. Gee, mm-hmm. I wonder why. He's been around for a very long time. Yep. Convenient. Uh, no full moons that he's seen. But he knows they exist. 
which is kind of weird because you would think that he wouldn't know that the uh, the moon exists at all ever unless somebody told him about it i wonder would he transform if he just saw a picture of a moon well what's actually doing it is it the moonlight because it technically should be sunlight because the moon doesn't have its own light that's Oh man, the the sun doesn't give its life to the moon. It's light to the moon, assuming the moon's gonna owe it more. Oh jeez, thank you for that. I saw I saw <laughs> I saw a web comic. It's a vampire threatening a guy in the moonlight. And the guy, hey, by the way, the moon doesn't actually reflect. The moon isn't actually lighting right now. That's sunlight being reflected, and then the vampire is just kind of like shit, and then it just dusts. And the guy standing there smiling, and it's like, science no, wins. Science wins every time. <clears throat> yeah, I love... I always enjoy stuff like that. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a science guy, so... I love I love me some science. There was something I asked to stumble upon the other day, that uh, werewolves would be much more scary if they showed up during new moons than full moons. Uh yeah, yeah I I remember we we talked about that or or you we brought that up. I'm like that that is 100 percent accurate. Because there are times where it's a full moon and it's like 9 a.m. outside the whole night. <laughs> All right, this is my last thing I want to bring up on the show this week because we're running pretty long here. But if you guys have been following any of the news. The Ahsoka Tano series has reportedly successfully cast their Ezra Bridger and their Grand Admiral. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. And they, the r- big rumor is that Mads Mikkelsen is going... I oh, don't so we know they've done it, but we don't know who it is yet still? <laughs> yes. They say they've reportedly found it, but they haven't announced yet. Matt Mickelson is going to be Ezra? No. <laughs> no. That one they specifically said Thrawn. Really? He's going to be two Star Wars characters? Damn, son. Why not? I mean, Hayden Christensen was two. If you really, if you want to get technical about it, are we doing this? <laughs> if, are we doing this? All right, yeah, we're doing this. All right, guys, please three, come back. Count them as the force. Sorry, <laughs> Jesus Christ, don't. <laughs> uh, guys, come back next Friday. Uh, this upcoming Friday, the thirtieth at seven p.m. Join us live. You can join us on Twitch, on YouTube, and I will simulcast this in the nerd table itself. That would be... Let me grab the address so everybody can join if you are not part Facebook.com slash groups slash the nerd table pod. Or you can watch us on twitch.tv slash ckcc online or the YouTube channel for the Club Kayfabe Creative Community. I will have it set up to simulcast. But don't worry if you can't watch the live or you're unable to watch the video after the fact. We will still release the audio-only version at the usual time. 
So don't worry, you're still going to get that. That's not going to be an issue. So do not worry about that. All right. Check out all the great stuff on CKCC Radio. Check out our sponsor, emersoncotton.intel.com. Check out our partner shows, the Blake and Sal Show, the United We Podcast with Mark and Brian, and possibly more partners coming along the way. CKCCRadio.com. Check out all the archives for all the shows. Tell us what you guys want us to talk about on the table. Next week, we'll probably go in with no plan whatsoever, and we'll just... You can tell us what to talk about. You can ask us questions. You can give us topics. We'll make it a potpourri extravaganza. And with webcam podcasts translating to audio being successful, we might do more of these in the future, depending on how... Hell yeah, we'll start at OnlyFans. And I'll show feet. Oh, man. We got to make Dan start his only dance. Mm-hmm. So... We're still waiting on that one, yeah. My wife said she's going to do makeup for me, so I'm gonna I'm gonna look like a professional TV. None of the rest of us are. Good, so I'll look great. I'll get a white T-shirt. <laughs> I'll hold myself a, a wet T-shirt contest. Maybe I'll take a shower before the show. <laughs> That's the best I can do for you. Maybe I'll take a shower <laughs> during the show. Oh shit. There we go. Can't bring the cam. Can't Only bring the fans. cam with you though. I'll get a GoPro. Only fans. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's next week. Until that time, we hope you guys enjoy at the nerd table, and we will see you guys next week live and in color. Maybe black and white. I don't know yet. See how I'm feeling. For more great content like this, be sure to check out CKCC Radio and subscribe to never miss an episode.